Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 40% of single women enter retirement in poverty. The fastest growing group of homeless people in Australia are women aged 55. The value of the unpaid economy each year in Australia is $2.2 trillion, of which childcare alone is $345 billion. The cost of two children in full-time childcare is greater than the average woman's salary. And the gender pay gap is still 21% by total remuneration, despite equal pay being legislated in 1969. Welcome to My Millennial Money. I'm with Pascal Heliamore. How are you, Pascal? Very well, thanks, Glenn. Pascal, you, I guess, have recently launched one of the newest startup businesses in Australia called Super Awards. And we're going to have a chat about what you've done today. But to set the scene, I think I just want to chat mainly more high level sure. around maybe the gender pay gap or particularly the gender super gap in Australia. Then we're going to swing around and talk about super awards and how that works. And really, as I say, I might get my barbecue grill open and on and (laughs) have a bit of a grilling. And then I want to talk to you about the startup itself and how you did that, the structure and the challenges that you've got. So, why do you think women are so impacted by the super system? Because it wasn't designed for them. Really? That is the long and the short of it. And I'll I'll tell you what I mean by that. So, the superannuation system works if you earn like a man and you work full time for the entire length of your career. Now, nothing that I just said in that sentence is applicable to most women. So let's think about when a female grad and a male grad comes out of university um, and enters the workforce. Even then, there's a 9% pay gap. So bank, straight out of university – she's earning 9% less. And of course, when you earn 9% less, you're contributing 9% less to your super. And then we fast forward to, you know, late 20s or early 30s. She steps out of the workforce to have children. Now, not, not every woman does, but most women do. And in stepping out of the workforce to have children, she's not earning an income and therefore she's not earning super as well. So, She does this for one child, two children, maybe three children. So that's actually quite a big chunk of time at a point in her career which she was probably, you know, earning reasonable money depending on her, you know, career and which, you know, sector she's in and so on. And then if she returns to work, and that is a really big if, if she returns to work and, you know, as we covered earlier, she may not because the cost of childcare for two children is actually greater than the average woman's full-time salary. Mm-hmm. So if she chooses to go back to work, she's sending the family unit backwards economically, right? And who wants to do that? So if she goes back to work, she's going back part-time. And again, part-time is contributing fractionally to her super. And a lot of the time, particularly 
if I use my sister as an example, it wasn't I'm going back to work for the money per se. It was the social engagement. I'm sick of talking baby five days a week, seven days a week, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. It's not just a money thing that people go back to work for. No, it it, it isn't just a money thing. Um, And, you know, some some people need the the mental stimulation because, you know, talk of – of baby poo isn't enough to satisfy them. Um, but I think what a lot of uh, people on the street get confused with is the fact that a lot of women choose not to return to work. And that is certainly some women can choose and they have that luxury and you know, props to them. But a lot of women actually cannot afford for the, because childcare is so expensive. So you've got all these factors compounding you know, the gender pay gap and uh, the cost of childcare and the percentage of women in full-time work. And that plays out in the statistics that we see. So if we think about the female population aged 18 to 64, so the potential working uh, population, only 24% of that population work full-time. There is a whopping great big 40% who are not in full-time work. And therefore the balance, 36% are working part-time casually. So this whole notion um, that women can, you know, can just top up a system that wasn't designed for them with these mythical additional monies is frankly just ridiculous. Mm, Yeah. And I guess in the background, the retirement savings is just either stagnant or dwindling away if there's fees or whatnot. Exactly. Exactly. So they're... You know, no contributions being made um, and any, uh, you know, investment performance gains are being eroded by fees. Yeah. So, are there any other kind of finance-related facts and figures that are important to know? I mean, at the top of the episode, I think it was important to know that the fastest growing group of homeless people in Australia are women aged 55 and over. Yes. That's wild. It's crazy. It's almost yeah, unbelievable. No, it's a... <laughs> It's a thing. I wish I were making this up. Now, um, I, I guess just to be clear, yeah, it's I'm not walking down, you know, Collins Street in Melbourne or no, I know George Street and seeing these homeless women in no. the traditional what we think of homeless. Correct. It could be living in somebody else's home. Correct. Yes. Yes. So living with your kids or living in cars or vans. There was an excellent um, SBS program hosted by Jenny Brocky um, a couple of years ago that talked about this very um, this very phenomenon and was trying to unpack why women found themselves in this position. You know, and typically what was happening or, or the the people, the women that she interviewed on the show were they had uh, stepped out of the workforce um, to have children. Um, Hubby said, "Oh." too expensive um, to put them in childcare. Why don't you stay at home and look after the kids? And she says, yes, yes, that sounds good. Um, And so she does that. And so for 20 years, you know, raising children and so on. So she's not been back in the workforce. And then typically there's a a marital breakdown in early 50s. And so she finds herself with no skills, no career, no savings, no super. And then there's a uh, typically – you know, it's seen as a fair trade that uh, she gets the house and he gets the super. Um, but then she discovers that it's very hard to, you know, to live off your house. So, and and that's in, a, you know, a fair divorce, but often it doesn't end up very fair. So, and because 
homeless women are inherently more private, I, I suppose, than the, the homeless men that we might think of typically, you know, than when we think of homeless people. We They're invisible. We, we don't see them. There's more pride. They don't want to be visible. And so there's a, a lot of reliance on, on friends and family to sort of maintain this this sub-radar, you know, uh, invisible profile. Yeah, wow. And I've actually in my financial planning business dealt with women who have separated in their late 50s. Right. Exactly what you've said, have been a homemaker for their life and quite happily, high income earner, divorce. Okay, what do I do? And I think it'd be one of the scariest thing around, to be honest. Absolutely. I mean, imagine that you've spent your lifetime in, in as a service caring for others and nurturing everyone around you and mm. then this, the unimaginable happens, right? And you find yourselves just, you know, it, it's really hard to get back into the workforce, full stop, let alone when you've been, un, you know, you've become unskilled. Yeah, and I just thought it was amazing when you said that 40% of single women yeah. entering retirement are in poverty. I know. So that trans as a stat, that translates to one in every six women. Wow. That's huge. It's nuts. We're such a wealthy country. So and, I guess this if, is happening. if you are under thirty, under twenty five, whatever age you are, and and I will even say, you know, females in particular and males, this whole thing, it's like, what are we doing for future you? And Absolutely. we need to do that today. Absolutely. And the cool thing is the sixty year old who is in this 40% retiring in poverty who's single as yep. a female, mm-hmm. 40 years ago didn't have a podcast and didn't have access to information like this. So this is the amazing thing that we can talk about this now. So hopefully we can see a generational shift while we might not be able to solve the problem for somebody right now, we can try and stop it happening. Exactly. And get educated and talk about this stuff. Exactly. And the best time of your life to be saving for your super is actually when you're in your 20s, mm. right? Because you've got 40 years until retirement. You've got all that lovely compound interest, you know, just doing its, do its, doing its thing in the background. And, so, it, and it's a tax haven. Yes, super it is a tax is haven. Super is a tax haven and it's very advantageous. Yes. And I guess giving that scene in the background and you've seen that, you've experienced it with people in your world and you've you had a story the other day that you told me that, there was a lady in the cafe that you met who oh, yeah. was a real life case yeah. of yeah. what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. What sparked Super Awards? Because you've got a business partner, Emily Hollingum, mm-hmm. and you started Super Awards. So, what is it in a nutshell mm-hmm. and how does it work? So, Super Awards is a shopping platform for online shopping where you choose from the 160 retailers and brands that we have on the platform, you shop with them via us, and those retailers pay cash into your super. Right. Simple as that. Simple as that. So, where does the cash come from? Cash comes from the retailers. Right. So, yep. it's almost like retailers want people to buy from them and they use your platform and pay almost like a commission. Exactly. And it's into your super fund. That's right. That's exactly right. Because so you're buying the pair of, you're buying yeah. the pair of jeans or the shoes anyway. Sure. So why not not bank that discount or cash back into your pocket and just spend it, but have it invested without you knowing into your super. Exactly. That's exactly right. Right. 
So, in terms of the practicalities of how that works, when we work at our employment, we get 9.5% contributed mm-hmm. into our super. Mm-hmm. And the government, when money goes into super, takes 15% in contributions tax. Mm-hmm. And that's called a concessional contribution. Yes. Okay. And at the moment per year, that's a $25,000 cap. That's right. Now, is the money that is being contributed to super through super awards, is that going in as a personal non-concessional contribution? It's going in as an other third-party non-concessional contribution. Right. So, these are post-tax dollars and the threshold for non-concessional contributions each year is $100,000. At the moment. At the moment, yes. And <laughs> but that's a lot of shopping on Super Awards. Of, you'd be doing a lot of bloody shopping <laughs> if, you, uh, if you had that much. That's right. Maybe a million dollars worth of shopping. <laughs> so, okay. So, we know that if we use Super Awards, if you are a high-income earner, Yes. For a period. Yes. And your employment was capping out the 25K. That's right. You won't be disadvantaged by using the platform. Correct. Unless you've got a financial planning strategy in the background and you're putting, but that's a very rare instance, but. That's right. For the average. For the average Joe. Yeah. Or, or Joe. Or Josephine. <laughs> yeah, Josephine. That's right. Okay. So, on that. Yeah. So, anyone can use this platform. It's like. That's you've, right. You've got, a, I guess, a personal passion for the uh, gender super that's right yeah exactly so it's designed for women because it's women who need the most help economically because we're working within a system that doesn't actually cater for us that well yeah um but anyone can join how does it practically work is it well i'll I'll just reverse five years ago this wouldn't be possible because of the super payments platform so if those listening aren't aware what that is if you were going to roll over your super fund five years ago, your super fund, you'd put in a form and your super fund would send a check to the other fund Yes. and bank that check and the whole process could take 10 days. That's right. With the super payments platform, Superstream, like the OSCO payments platform. Yes. But yeah, effectively Superstream makes it almost instantly or within three days, it's kind of saying now. Having said that, because you've tapped into Superstream payments, when I sign up with Super Awards, mm-hmm. I would have to enter the USI and my member number. What do I need to enter? Or have you got an index of funds there? Because yeah. you're fund agnostic. You don't care what super fund people have, do you? That's correct. So, And just to be clear, we are not a super fund. Think of us like a power charger for your super. Right. So it doesn't matter if you're with, you know, Superfund ABC or XYZ Superfund. Or, or Sun Super, who are show partners of My Millennial or Money. We would love to talk <laughs> about um, Or even an SMSF. Does, sure. doesn't matter. So we're, we're a power charger to help you boost your super as much as you can. We don't, we don't mind where you are currently. Just, you just need to tell us where you are, obviously. Um, and we don't even need your uh, – well, in the registration process, we don't need your member number in USI. We just need um, your funds uh, – if you're with a fund, your you know, BPAY code and bill of reference number. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, that's um, – so it's pretty it's easy. It's pretty easy. Yeah. And that's the thing. And and I think um, what has – what people – some, you know, our users have found interesting is that it is so easy. Mm. I mean, behind the scenes <laughs> – um, it's 
you know, there's a lot of logistics and uh, operations and, and payments and reconciliation and so forth. Because the thing that we have built with super awards, and we didn't set out to build this, right? But in your example, you touched on people within the workforce, how they make contributions to their super. Now, only 24% of women age 18 to 64 work full-time. Yes. And of the 36% who work part-time, a lot of them are working casually. And, and then as we covered, 40% of women don't work at all. So if you're in that 40% and, and some of the 36%, how do you make regular contributions to your super? What's the, like actually physically, what is the mechanism? What's the, what are the logistics involved? And so what we have inadvertently become is like, the, you know, the click super for those not in full-time work. And it's actually, as a sidebar, part of the Royal Commission, one of the recommendations were to allow the ATO to allow people to pin one default fund to their tax file number. Yes. So we don't end up in this situation like my sister had 10 years ago, 12 different funds. Oh, wow. Or 11. It was, it was over 10. It's, uh, it's record. It's the most I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. I guess that's cool. And also another cool advantage that's a byproduct of Super Awards. Mm-hmm. So, for example, over the year, if you did a crap load of shopping. Yes. And you were a lower income earner, like you yes. might earn, you might work part time, earn 30 mm-hmm. grand a year or mm-hmm. 25 grand a year. Yes. It would actually trigger the ATO super co-contribution. That's right. Which is up to $500. That's exactly right. So, if you did even $100 worth of um, bonus shopping through super awards. That's right. And that $100 went into your super, the government would match that with another $100. That's right. But it's up to $500. So, exactly. you can put $500 in through super the awards. Board. That's right. And then the government will put in another $500 for your time. Exactly. So, that's a cool way to kind of turbocharge exactly. the Super Awards, I guess, platform. Absolutely. And the thing I just want to point out with that is that we, you know, we say shopping, right? You and I are sitting here talking about shopping and I think a lot of um, people and listeners automatically think, oh, fashion, you know, beauty, what have you. The reality is that um, on the platform we cover key categories and, and I'm sure we'll get to the retailers later, but... You know, we're talking about household, groceries, um, oh, Woolworths. travel. Yeah. Actually, no, nah, stuff it. Let's go there now. So, yeah, okay. I'm on, <laughs> so, I'm on super-rewards.com. Super yes. And we don't really – these little interviews, I don't prep for them. I've got my laptop and yes. I just kind of go yes, with yes. it. So, yeah. uh, don't sue me, Pascal. No, no. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Woolworths. Yes. So, that's awesome. It's huge. You could do your shopping. Well, this this is my point. It touches on, and we we will come back to it. Sort of the the inspiration behind Super Awards and how the the genesis of it. But the we've got Woolies, which we all do every week. You know, we have to shop for groceries if we want to survive. So, um, and then there's obviously you know there is the the fashion and beauty categories. But look, there's also baby and children. There's um, Apple. Apple. You might have heard of Apple. Yeah. <laughs> There's the good guys, you know, Bing Lee. Country Road. Country Road. I shop at Country Road. Lots of brands. and um, But there's also services on there as well. You Microsoft. Know, P&O Cruises. Wow. Like, I wouldn't book P&O. Like, you can't book them in store. You can only book them mm-hmm. online. And equally, um, travel insurance. You can't buy that in store. You Bed, have to bath and table, get That's wines right. direct. Vinomofo, G- Jimmy Brings. Um, wow, super yeah. dry. Yeah, so it's it's actually a it's really comprehensive, a really cool platform. And it's funny when um, V introduced me to you via email. Shout out V. 
because I get like pitched all the time, right? And I'm like, oh, here we go. What do we got here? And then I think the first thing I asked you was these like two financial planner things like cut the chase. How does it work? Is it yep. NCC? Is yep. it? And you're like, yep. I said, sweet. It's not snake oil rubbish. No. I'm interested. <laughs> and a lot of the time with these things, it's Glenn James being actually interested himself. Yes. And it's like the listeners trust my interest. Yes, that yes, I'm yes. not chatting with someone yes. selling snake oil. So, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, and, and the yes. cool thing is, and I'm, I'm just reading here, so the retail partners, they'll contribute between 2 and 10%. That's which, right. Which, you know, you've worked out the average might be around 5%. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, and, and the, re- the reason why that the commission varies is because of the sector, right? So, we, we buy our groceries weekly, if, if not more frequently, but we buy our beauty products less frequently. So, um, that's why you'll see higher commissions on the beauty type products and the infrequent purchases, whereas the... The big ticket items like Apple or Good Guys and, and Woolies, they are a lower commission. A random question. Yes. If I sign up Super Awards, yes. are you selling my data to China? No. China, no. China, China, China. No. I like saying that like Trump. China, China, <laughs> China. Great guy. Great China. guy. <laughs> and it's Super Awards, Super Awards, great people, great people. <laughs> Startup community in Australia, great people. Oh my God, that was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, no data set. No, no. Sweet. So it's pretty secure. And you've got a privacy policy, I we, We've imagine. got privacy policy. Yeah, it's all in the FAQs, which no one ever reads, but. They're there? It, it is well, all there. People like in yeah. our Facebook group, like My Millennium Money Community, they always ask the hard questions. Yes. And I like to also ask questions. Yes. Actually, can I ask you a question? Yes. If you were say, if you were to say, like, if there is the. What's the biggest friction point yes. or detractor yep. that you actually don't like about the process or a pain point about super awards that yeah. is annoying? Uh, okay. So, wearing my uh, the hat as a business owner with super – so, there are other cashback platforms out there, right? But we, we are telling people that they should – put this money into their super. Even though that's a commonsensical kind of suggestion, we therefore come under the category of giving general advice. And because we're giving general advice, we are a corporate authorised representative of an Australian financial services licence. Now, because we are, and that was a lot of words right there. So, yeah, we're yeah. a car under an AFSL. Yep. Um, and because of that, we have um, obligations to report to ASIC, right? So, some of our cashback, um, you know, into your bank account now, or some of the, those sorts of competitors, they don't have nearly the same sort of uh, reporting requirements and, and so on. Um, and because of the requirements that we have to undertake – there are some friction points for the user. So, for example, if you enter your password incorrectly too many times, the the system locks you out. Right. And then you have to contact us to get, be reset, etc. Which is, I know, it's, but it's so that we I'm can just make saying, sure. How much of a pain is that like in general with all the different sites and stuff with your passwords? I know, because we all have what – a thousand passwords. I know, in different I know. combinations. I know. Capital S and then here's an exclamation mark. I and tried so on. LastPass as a Oh yes. Yeah, yes, I, yes. I forgot my actual LastPass password. 
I think that's yeah. when you need to start having things tattooed, right? Oh, so bad. <laughs> anyway. But um, because of that, um, that security requirement from our perspective, and sure, you wouldn't do it on, I don't know, like your, I don't know, media account login or your Facebook login or whatever, but we do have these extra requirements, which are bit a bit annoying for the user but at the end of the day it's for their own good that we are taking security so seriously that we are you know making sure that a physical human being that matches with our records gets in contact with us to say can you please unblock my password when i'm signing up yes do i have to provide id no sweet so what do i have to provide yeah name uh address email date of birth that's it uh, and then you'll receive an authentication code and then you are able to start shopping straight away. So you don't have to do your – you ha- don't have to set up your super detail straight away. You can always come back to that at another time. So does it accrue in the background? That's right. And so, where do those payments sit? So they sit within your Super Awards account. And once you've reached a minimum of $5.01 of Super Awards, then we'll transfer it in the next monthly run across to your Superfund or SMSF. So it's a monthly batch at your exactly. end? How does Super Awards make money? So we take a cut of the cut. Right. What's that cut? Are you allowed <laughs> uh, to say? We're not allowed to say, but okay. it's it's in line. It's actually pretty – it's healthier than what our sort of cashback now competitors offer. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's like I always say on the podcast, it's like I don't expect anyone to work for free if you're providing a service. That's right. You have to get paid. It's a free world and – I think that the whole thing is something in your life, and I'm not even talking about super rewards. Yeah. Whether it's a transactional relationship with a, a plumber or a whoever, mm-hmm. right? nail salon, choose your own thing. If that relationship isn't a win-win. That's right. You don't it's, come back. You just can't use it because it's like someone's getting screwed. That's right. Either you or them. That's right. And I'm even uncomfortable if I'm accidentally screwing someone. Yes. So- yeah, there just has to be a, a win-win. What's good for the geese is good for the gander. Yep. Love that saying. Yeah. Love it. Exactly. But but just jumping back and closing the loop on that one. So, Super Awards is free to join. And the commission rates that you see on the platform, so you'll see Woolies is 1.75%, for example, or Adore Beauty is 75 Those amounts are what you receive. Sure. They're the net. They're the net. Sweet. So, that you're, you're not ever having to calculate, oh, well, you know, that's – oh, and then Super Awards takes their cut, et cetera, et cetera. It just becomes a really easy calculation for you, the user. So this whole shopping online thing, yes. I think it's it's very interesting given that Frank Lowy sold Westfield everywhere. Yes. So yes. if if there's a, a macro indicator of retail and the environment, Mm-hmm. Either someone's cashing out because mm-hmm. they're a million years old and they can't be bothered. Yes. Or <laughs> that sector has struggles. Yes. Or both. Yes. Could have been both. We don't yes. know. So, what's your vibe on online versus retail? So, the value of online sales in Australia uh, last year was $29 billion. Now, the value of retail sales, so online and in-store, mm-hmm. $321 billion. So, actually, online shopping is less than 10%. Mm. Now, 
we as a population are not as online savvy as the UK or maybe the US. Yeah, the US is awesome. It, it's huge, right? It's like same-day delivery on some it's, stuff. It's unbelievable. And and the reason that we're not there and, and the um, the proportion of uh, US online sales is a fraction of overall retail sales is about 15% thereabouts. But they have a much bigger population. Yeah, it's a population thing, yeah. And also um, they have better infrastructure. Totally. We, we've got vast swathes of country which are just unserviceable. So – um, as a nation, I think we're still coming up and I think th- there is always a little bit of suspicion and cynicism with regards to online shopping. Um, but, you know, as a population, we will get there. Um, but what that has meant for us uh, and the reason that we launched with online only is to, you know, really be able to bed down the tracking and make sure that the right um, commission was being coming through and all those sorts of things. Do we do we understand that in-store is where it's at? Yes. Are we looking to roll something out in, you know, the first half of this year to address that and, and, and uh, solve for it? Absolutely. We've already built the tech. It's just about rolling it out. Mm. And for me, in prep of the research, you know, a lot of things won't come up until we're talking about it and I just thought of something. Yes. What if I've purchased something online for a hundred dollars? Yes. Got my commission. Yes. I take it back or post yeah. it back. They refund me the money. Is there a clawback from the Super Rewards account? Yes. So the and what's the sunset clause on the yes. clawback? Yeah, yeah. So we in the background. Um, from a business perspective, we have several states, right? So there's your your transaction is is pending. That means we're waiting for the retailer to confirm that yes, it actually took place, um, and that you didn't I don't know use some exclusionary gift card or promo or whatever. Um, and then it moves through to available, which means that the retailer has confirmed yes, we're happy that the Glenn made this purchase and there were no issues or you know whatever associated with it. And then um, it moves through to being ready to be paid to us. And then it moves through to us paying to your super fund. Right. Now, for exchanges or refunds in the scenario you just described, that falls into that second space of wait, basically waiting to be confirmed by the retailer. A lady in waiting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of – we don't want the retailers to be, you know, overpaying on no. the commissions because that – then they're not going to want to be part of our business model. Yeah, yeah. So what you're not seeing in the background is there's a whole lot of um, you know time delays and and not and you know clearances waiting to be yeah. cleared. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. I think you know if you do want a way to grow your super in the background without even thinking, this could be a good entry point to start. Exactly. Particularly if you're not working. Particularly if you're not working, but even if you are, because we are very clear, we are not advocating. Spend with money you don't have mm. or extra spend. Can you link a credit card to the account? Sure. You can. It doesn't matter how you pay for your shopping. Mm. It's just the fact that you came through us to click on is the- Is that your responsibility thing? Woolworth style. Or is it the free market? You can't control the world. Well, you know, there's <laughs> how many credit cards are on issue in Australia? <laughs> Maybe that's the, the, the problem we solve or try and solve in 2030. I don't know. But um, the- Are you regretting coming on now? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. But it, it, we, we can't control how people choose to purchase. Yeah. What we can control is the fact that they're coming through us to purchase and they're making that purchase. Mm. So we want to make sure that we uh, reward them. 
totally. for that business. Totally, totally. So, before we move on to kind of how you started the business and a few little mechanics there. Yes. I just wanted to highlight, uh, because we are talking about super and yes. we want to educate people as much as possible, there is the superannuation contributions on behalf of your spouse. So, basically, that means if you've got a, a spouse who might be earning up to $37,000 a year, yes, you could put, well, together as a family, throw $3,000, up to $3,000 into that spouse's super. Yes. And then the spouse's tax return can get a $540 offset. Okay. Yes. Now, it does scale and you can look at this up. But effectively, if, for example, your spouse put $3,000 into the low income earner super account, the spouse will get a $540 offset. If then you put $500 in as a personal contribution and $100 may have come through from uh, the Super Awards platform yes. and the other $400 from the family. So, yes. 3400 plus the government contribution of yes. $500. Yeah. We've almost for that year got the slower income earners, spouses, super contributions up as if they were earning around 45 or 50 grand anyway. Yes. Yes, exactly. So, all I'm saying is with your household budget and planning, if there is a lower income earner, male or female, taking some time extended off the workforce – if possible, look at really maximising the free money from the government. That's exactly right. And you will get help if you are shopping through Super Rewards because right. there'll be money there that will just happen automatically. That's right. Now, do you send a statement at the end of the year? Yes, we do. What type? Of, what time in the year? Uh, for tax year end. Yeah. Would it all? And this is just my financial planning hat on. Yes. Could I log in in say the first of June to see how much is in there? that's gone into super or pending. So I can go, well, it's a year, it's a month till the end of the financial year. I know that through super awards, there's been $180 and then I'll put the balance in. That's right. So you can log in to super awards anytime um, and you will see exactly how much we've contributed for you and how, also how much is on its way. Now I'll assume this is correct and you'll tell me otherwise. If I put a thousand dollars in my super account. Yes. Through normally throughout the year from my bank account. At the end of the financial year, I can do a uh, a form with my super fund to mm-hmm. turn it into a concessional contribution and claim that on tax. Mm-hmm. I would imagine the, and I'm getting a bit technical, the personal contribution made through superawards.com. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to at the end of the year, I could just notify my super fund and say, please take contribution tax off that and I'll claim that on tax. I would imagine so, but it's it's uncharted territory at this point, simply sure. because we're so new. Yeah, yeah. sweet. Because but, I, I, the only reason I imagine, are, because yeah. if it's going in as a non-concessional contribution, yep. the law states any non-concessional contributions, I can now claim them as a personal contribution. Right. So, yeah. interesting. Very interesting. Indeed. All right. Can I ask you about the business itself Absolutely. in the short time we've got left? Yes. So, is superawards.com is the business? Yes. A company it is? Yes, we're a company. So, your business partner, Emily. Emily, yep. So, you guys started the business. Mm -hmm. Did you fund it yourself fully? How did you get the funding? What was the the journey like? Yeah, Yeah, sure. From thought to actually writing some money and getting some programmers involved and blah, blah, blah. Sure. So, Super Awards is not my first startup. I think that's the first point to make. Um, not your first rodeo? Not my first rodeo, which is… Uh, the second. Uh, well, no, no. It's, <laughs> I, I, it's probably my second owned startup. Great. Um, but I've been 
working on, consulting on, advisor to a number of other startups as well. So I've had quite a bit of experience and, you know, you learn, right? And so the, the failings or the mistakes made previously just help inform your, your current experience. Do you thrive on risk? I don't know that I thrive. I'm, a, I'm a, probably a lot more comfortable with risk than a lot of other yeah. people. I think I'm a little bit more conditioned after taking that first yeah. big risk. You kind of live in it day on day. That's right. Mm. That's right. And I think also when it's your like your, your own company money, you think about money a lot differently than when you used to work for a big corporate and, and so on. Totally. Um, and you become extremely good at making a little bit of money going a really long way. Yeah. But because it wasn't my uh, first st- startup, my first startup, you know, I was the sole uh, founder and I know how hard that journey is as a sole founder, right? And so I thought for this this time around, I really want um, someone else to not only help share the workload, but also offer skill sets which are complementary to mine because I know I can't do everything um, and, for, you know, I need, you know, I'm a words person. I need someone who's more numbers oriented. I'm vision and strategy. I need someone who can look after, you know, the detail and, and so on. So um, I uh, I found Emily and I found her in a very modern way. I stalked her on LinkedIn. Right. <laughs> and Slid into her DM. I, yeah, pretty much. And um, anyway, we, we, you know, we sh- shared a, discovered a n- number of shared commonalities. We started talking and throwing emails back and forth, da, 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 da. Um, then we incorporated the company because it was clear we'd been working, you know, unofficially on ideas and throwing documents back and forth and, oh, did you see this? And, oh, isn't it outrageous that, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, and we set out a framework of how we wanted to work together and, you know, who was going to be responsible for what and at what point did we call it quits or, or what have you. So that was a really useful template. In this uh, Super Awards, like you've launched very recently. Yes, have you guys set lines in the sand that we're just going for it now? There's signs of life. So, we're reviewing three years. What's the... I, I think that goes back to our original document that we set out where, mm. where you know, where it's not working, then we then we review. But I don't, neither of us feels like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, what we did is after we formed the company is we found funding and from a VC investor and private equity investor and a couple of high net worths. And that funding was really to help us um, just get to market. The funding helped us build the tech, you know, get the company going, so, all these sorts of things. So that funding, yeah. was it here is X amount, pay it back under these terms, or no. here are X amount, here's X amount. Because we, we want to own part own of the company. Part, okay, sweet, yeah, sweet. Exactly. So we, we launched, and so from uh, closing the funding round to launching took nine months. And then towards the back end of last year, we raised another round of capital again. Do you and feel this time it was for growth. So, not launch, but for growth. Sweet. And what at that point for growth, you then dilute some shares or give up some personal yeah. shares? Yeah. Or? So, we, we were uh, – we gave up some personal shares. Um, but between us, we still own the majority of the company. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find when you're going out trying to pitch the idea yeah. uh, that people weren't taking you serious because you're a female and you don't know anything? No, um, ap- no. Th- that no. sounded like I was serious, but I, I was know. being very sarcastic. I know. No, no, no. <laughs> um, what What is interesting, I think the we were introduced to the right sorts of people and so we didn't have that. Boundary, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Have and you heard of that happening in startup land? I've, 
I have heard of it happening, but it's not necessarily that uh, women don't know, you know, what they're doing. It's more, and I would say this is true with us to a certain extent, is I think that we are held to higher account. So, um, you know, our benchmarks that we have to deliver on are sometimes that much higher. So if we invest in this, you better make sure it bloody or whatever. Well, you know, and I know this from having been in startup scene for some time, and I think it is becoming less the case, to be fair, but I think um, that were we, you know – 26-year-old men wearing hoodies, you know, just talking about blockchain algorithms or something, we would be able to raise, you know, just off the back of a, a pitch deck at yeah. some extraordinary valuation. Yeah. But you really had to prove it. Yes. More so than yeah. based on a conversation and a couple uh, of slides. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, interesting. Which um, that's okay. Mm. It just makes you really – you have to be really confident in your numbers and you have to be really confident in your ability to deliver. So in the shareholders agreement that you've got with yes. the uh, Emily and the other investors, investors, does like how involved are they day to day and how accountable to them are you? So em- Emily and I um, at the moment comprise the board and we've got some board observers as well, but we, Emily and I run a, we like to think we run a tight ship um, and we we don't spend money unless we really need to because yeah. it's not our money. Sure, right? it's it's investors' money, and they've put they've invested that on with us on the basis of us doing the right thing. But I mean, you do hear some extraordinary stories around like so and so paid their son's school fees or um, bought a you know really expensive car with the company funds. And to be honest, that sort of stuff just gives the startup scene a really bad name and makes everybody but just I a little guess bit more nervous. Personally, like in your own household, this startup project, you're not hanging to draw a, any money from it in the short game anyway. Is that a fair statement? That's right. And we're, so we're, we take a really small salary compared to, you know, what we could receive if we were in, in market. But the end game, the long game, is certainly growth. So, your shares in the company, yep. are they owned personally or in a family trust? How have you got that structured? Mine are through a family trust. Yeah, sweet. Yep. It's good. Very good. I'm just thinking of any other kind of questions I can ask you about it. I, I could tell you that 2% of founders who raise money from VC are women. Mm. So, that puts us in a very small... Yeah, it's... It's interesting, like a lot of people, you know, it's that I don't want to give up ownership of my idea. Well, it's like, well, your idea is worth nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Unless you can execute on it. Yeah. And it's like, do you want a smaller part of something that could be really big? That's right. Or a big part of something that's really small? That's right. It's For us, it's not just about the money. It's about who we've you know got around us and are supporting us and well it's your passion and vision to try and change what we talked about at the top of the episode as well yes yes exactly and that will sustain you exactly so our maybe i should rephrase so our long-term goals are not just yes we're in it for the growth but we're also here to make a difference to people's retirement outcomes and i know you can hear every you know tom dick and harry you know proclaim this Mm. (laughs) on any media site but the reality is that Emily and I could both be doing what we were doing before. And that sure as heck would be a lot easier, you mm. know, in our jobs, in our corporate world, et cetera. Yep. But 
we're not. And part of the reason that we're not is um, because at a very personal level, she and I each have two daughters. Mm. I also have a son. Little women, if you will. Little women. That's right. And it. Good movie, that. I haven't watched it, but of course I read the, the, yeah. the book a long time ago. But the the other thing, and this kind of loops back to how Super Award started, um, is that in my spare time, which there is not a lot, but uh, in my spare time, I'm the director of communications for the Australian Gender Equality Council, and it was, th- and that's a not for profit, and it's a volunteer role, mm. and I work with it um, with Fee, and. It working on that, it just showed me how there is so little change when it comes to women and their economic advancement in Australia. What do I mean by that? Even getting a meeting with the Office for Women takes about four months. Mm. That's just a meeting, not not any policy change. Um, you know, in the when the budget was being set last year, the Office for Women wasn't even invited to the budget meeting. Then you've got corporate Australia. Is that like the, sorry, the Minister of Women? The, the Office for Women. Yes. So the, you know, the the Office for Women who represents you know the the thoughts and beliefs and needs of fifty one percent of the population yeah. wasn't invited yeah. to the budget meeting. Yeah, it's wild, crazy. Mm. So um, we could see you know corporate uh, government's not changing. Corporate Australia is starting to move very slowly. Like you do hear more stories around women being paid super while they're on mat leave which is great. Um, and in fact, parents being paid super while they're on uh, paternity leave. But also in my role with the council, um, I just saw the the number of trolls, right, who would troll us and say, oh, there's no such thing as a gender pay gap. I do believe I'm looking at the legislation from 1969, but, you know, there you go. And people who would just you know, constantly say your email or troll us and say, look, women just need to work harder. And it's like, hang on, I'm a mum. I know exactly how hard I'm working mm. and what's more, it is unpaid work. You know, we're, we're flat out getting to, you know, one o'clock each day without curling up in mm. a ball in the corner and it is all this effort and work and logistics and blah, blah, blah and we're not being monetized for it and that's the, the $2.2 trillion. So if we as a country put a dollar value on every, you know, all the childcare and the household duties, et cetera, we'd add another $2.2 trillion to the economy every year. And so it was because we could see that there was no progress or lots of chat, lots of pontification, but no progress. And yet on the other side of the fence, you've got this tsunami of homeless women, right? And I thought there's got to be a way, there's got to be a way that we can monetize all the responsibility and all the purchasing power, recognizing women make 80% of household spending to create some kind of recompense for this, you know, mm. unpaid work. Totally, totally. Well, it's been a fascinating conversation. Love what you're doing. And I'm very keen to see how Super Awards takes off this year Thank and you. beyond. Now, I got an email earlier. You may have a little gift for anyone who wants to click the link in the show notes. Yes, Yes, that's right. So anyone who wants to sign up to Super Awards and do their first shop, we will credit their account with $5 to get them going. Yeah. And I would just say like, yes, there are competitors out there and you can get the money and then, but you're doing the shopping anyway, invest that money 
automatically for the future mitts off it shut up (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly right you know what i mean like the things to change something has to change and if it could be just the first step in you looking and starting to pay attention to your future and why not invest in a tax effective haven that's right without changing anything exactly right and the other thing I think that people don't realise that Super Awards is inadvertently doing for, for them, it's taking away that decision-making. It's, it's automatic, right? yeah. Because if I get $10 or if I find spare $10 in my wallet, I'm like, ooh, yeah, how, how will I spend that or, or whatever. If I have a spare $50, well, do I buy new school shoes? Do I, you know, What do I do? This mechanism, it just removes all that decision-making and cuts out all that noise that is in our heads all the time. And it's just happening in the background. Let's be clear as well. You will get it matched from the government. That's right. Depending on your income. Check out the ATO website. Yes. For more information. (laughs) Information. Love it. (laughs) Super rewards. Great people. Really great people. Great guy. Great guy. guy. He's a good player. Great guy. (laughs) All right, Pascal. Thank you so much. There's a link in the show notes and it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for letting me have a chat with you today. Thank you for having me. Bye. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com click get help and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. Many people do not realize that slavery still exists in the world today. That's why My Millennial Money supports A21. We want to highlight A21 as they work to abolish slavery and human trafficking all across the world. If you want to support A21, visit a21.org.au for more information. Thanks to Jess Knaus, executive producer, Laura from La La Social Club, and me, Asha. Uh, Anyway, make sure you stay connected via Instagram, our free Facebook group, or if you want to turn it up a notch and be on the inside of the show, become a member of M3 Private. For further information about what's going on, check out the links in the show notes. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM 
for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.